0: Every day, 130 Americans die from opioid overdose. Some of us are in invisible prisons today, even as we try
1: to appear free. Sales of alcoholic beverages are up 55% compared to a year ago. I believe God's going to set you free.
0: Welcome, friends, to another episode here on the Recovering Reality Podcast. I have a friend with me today, and I'm very excited. Uh, I feel this is a, a much needed uh, conversation to be had here. So welcome my friend, Dr. Vimal Ponizan. I'm saying this correctly, my friend?
1: Yes, you are, Eric. Thank you very right. much. Hello, and you everyone. are coming
0: to us from Los Angeles. And I'm going to I'm I'm going to let you, as I said, as we spoke, I I will let you um, tell everyone exactly what it is you do
1: there and where it is you do it there uh, in Los Angeles. Okay, Um, I work as a intensivist, which is a specialist uh, that takes care of uh, the sickest patients in the hospital when they come to the intensive care unit. Uh, And uh, I'm also a pulmonologist, a lung specialist. Um, and I work in Los Angeles uh, in two of the major hospitals uh, in Los Angeles, uh, Good Samaritan Hospital in downtown Los Angeles and uh, Garfield Medical Center uh, in, in uh, Monterey Park. Um, both very, very um, high acute, high sick patient population encounters uh, um, in, in both hospitals with very, very advanced uh, treatments in stroke uh, and uh, MIs. So, very sick people that you that I take care of.
0: Yeah, and we've been uh, talking for a little while now, and uh, I'm grateful. There's people like you in the position you're in, doing what you're doing, my friend. Oh, thank you.
1: Yeah, it, you know, it's been a challenge. Uh, it's been a challenge in the past. Almost two years now since the pandemic has uh, is, is started, and um, and we've we've had our ups uh, and uh, lots of downs. Um, but it's by the grace of God that I'm here today and healthy. Uh, my family's healthy, um, but it is a war zone uh, to go into work every day. Knowing that there's a, a chance that you could get this deadly virus, you could transmit it to your families, your friends, uh, and that may forever change uh, mine and their lives. Um, and uh, you know, I, I carry that with me every day when I go to work. Um, uh, but it's it's God who gives me the strength to to do what I do and to do it in a peaceful way, in a focused way.
0: I love that man, and. Uh... You're definitely not shy about your faith uh you you carry god
1: into the into the workplace with you right yes oh yes uh you know i i look at it as every day i enter the gates of that uh, uh the hospital the the doors um every soul is my responsibility uh you know, and, and if anything happens to them, if their heart stops, they stop breathing or something very unstable happens, it's ultimately my responsibility to ensure that they stay alive and they do well and, and be placed back into society as a productive, as a productive member. Uh, so, so I carry that with me and, and that my, my strength comes from believing in God, believing in Jesus. Uh, he gives me strength and, uh, and it's God's spirit that drives me to do what I do to to do it with compassion, focus and clarity, man. And uh, it's it's people really pay attention to how you make them feel. And, uh, you know, God, God makes me feel special. So if he does that with me, he must do that with everyone. So, you know, we're all brothers. Right. <laughs> and And that's and that's what it's about.
0: I love that, man. Puts a very big smile on my face. Well, I'm excited to dive in and uh, process some things here with you and your expertise and your point of view and the, the work that you've been doing for some time now. Um, I thought it might be good, though. Give us a quick snapshot of you, man. What, what drove you to want to be a doctor? What was your motivating factor to
1: get into that? the The biggest biggest thing was I just remember growing up when my my family got sick, and it was just a just a common cold, you know, and my aunt and uh, just what they were looking for in terms of relief uh, and with medicines, with food, with how to just get back to normal. And, uh, and and I and and I fell in love with that. I fell in love with the ability to 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 heal people, to to serve them in in such an honorable way. And uh, I, my earliest childhood of wanting to become a doctor was six years old. You know, six wow. six years I was very young. But um, and, and and that determination uh, of wanting something so bad, persistence led me to the to the be very determined in what I do. And, uh, and I carry that passion with me and I'm privileged. I'm privileged to do what I do. It's, it's an honor to put my hands on somebody to listen to their heart, listen to their lungs. It's a privilege to me because how many people will you will allow you to, 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 to touch them, to put your hand on their shoulder, you know, in the street. Mm -hmm. So, so really is a, a uh, honor that uh, you care for these people in the most vulnerable time and only God is your, your police. He's, he's your moral compass. Um, You know, you're, you're representing, you're an extension of his hand. And uh, scientifically I have to go about solving the problem. Uh, And, you know, he gives me the peace and the strength to try to find the way and solve the problem. And I love it, man.
0: Well, Knowing known you for, for a little bit now. We've had multiple conversations. And from, from my experience thus far and listening to you now, I can tell you certainly have not become jaded with what it is you do. And, and I think it would be very easy for that to happen, especially in the last year and a half or so. And you you look light and you have a smile on your face. That, that must be, God must be with you.
1: I, I feel his presence, you know. I feel his presence carrying me and, and my faith carries me. And that's what keeps me light. And, you know, to, to all, all people that are going through struggles in this pandemic, rely on, rely to, to, uh, to, to guide you and uh, to lighten your load. You know, Uh, Jesus says, my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. (laughs) There's a reason for that. Believe in him. That's it. And, you know, and it's blind faith. And it's not saying just believe in him and forget about the world and forget about everything in it. No, it's believe in him and conduct the actions in your world with that thought. You know, so what you do will be pure. Okay. That's powerful, man. I love it, dude. And
0: we've talked and you there has been you've been right in the middle in the front lines of the of the COVID battle. Um, but also in the midst of that, anyone that's been paying attention has seen there has been a dramatic increase in suicides, uh, mental health issues, uh, overdoses, alcohol consumption. We, could go all, we go all the way down the list. There's been a, a huge spike in it. Uh, I, so last year was the worst year for overdoses in this country, in the history of this country. I think it was 90, 92,000. And that's just the people that overdose. That's not the people. I mean, sorry, that's the people that passed away. That's the people that died of overdose. That's not the amount of overdoses. I think sometimes people forget that. That number is probably dramatically more, you know, because people being saved with Narcan, people that didn't die from their overdose, that's the amount of people that died from overdose. In in the last year and a half, two years, what does the ER, IC unit, uh, uh, um, yeah, ICU unit look like for you pertaining to? the drugs, the alcohol, things like
1: that? Yeah, it, it, you know, um, the past year and a half since COVID happened, since the p- pandemic uh, has forced people to stay indoors, uh, the outlet to drugs and alcohol have substantially increased, and that, that leads to a lot of overdoses. Um, and we've seen a lot of patients that come in with uh, a alcohol intoxication. Uh, but it's not just one thing that gets you. It's usually a combination of multiple things. Mm. Uh, and being so, the most common one of the most common that that we've seen in the West Coast uh, and, and throughout the country, I'm sure we're seeing spikes in is methamphetamine increase. Yeah. Um, the the number of of methamphetamine overdoses uh, that come to the ICU with strokes, with heart attacks, severe impairment uh, have dramatically increased. And uh, and most of the time they uh, add alcohol with it. Uh, And lately we've also been seeing an increase in uh, meth with fentanyl uh, which is uh, an opioid um, and it increases that uh, that the need and the dependence of that drug even more um you know and meth is is kind of special because it it increases the ability and the work for somebody that, that, that they think that they could do uh in a given time uh, and um, it's because you're running on pure adrenaline at that time you know when you when when you're on it, and but you're playing Russian roulette because inside your body, your heart and your blood vessels are working at a very high capacity, uh, and um, over time, this leads to weakness and subsequent um, strokes and heart attacks and other complications from it. You know, just to, just to to point out some of the major ones. Uh, unfortunately, these are the type of uh, patients that uh, come uh, with an overdose to the emergency department uh, and come to my ICU with. Um, if they're fortunate to come in a timely manner uh, they, with a stroke uh, or a heart attack, there are therapies that we could do to help them. But again, it's it's playing Russian roulette, uh, and uh, we we unfortunately have seen way too many of these. Uh, to to um, happen and and it gives you a framework of what's happening in society, right? Um, people are a lot more people are staying in without an outlet, uh, without being able to get fresh air, exercise, without talking to people, without socializing. Uh, you know, so these are all important aspects of us being humans. Absolutely um, vital, vital. Yeah, and, and you know we're a community before anything, right? And we we have to learn to love ourselves before we could love others, uh, you know, and, and that's the truth in all this. Um, drugs and alcohol uh, uh, are are not the replacement uh, for it uh, to to for that for that need, you know. It's we have to understand how to love ourselves by loving God, and that way we could see each other for who each other is um, and help each other and heal each other, you know, but unfortunately we've, I've, I've seen way too many of this during this pandemic.
0: Wow, uh, you know, and so I've, I've been in, uh, South, Southwest Florida for over a year now, but before we moved down here, I was in Ohio, a little South of the Canton area, kind of a rural area, but there was a massive meth explosion there. And it's, it's been all across the country. And Having worked with some law enforcement and chatted with them, and I've had some on the podcast, uh, at, at, at one area of Ohio, one um, <clears throat> uh, sheriff, county sheriff, went as far to say that 19 of 20 arrests are meth related in some way. Not 19 of 20 drug arrests, not 19 of 20 arrests, period, in this area for a season were related to meth in some way, shape, or form. And I just kind of look at it like, you know, the cartels are all obviously ex- extremely evil uh, and, and w- what it is they're doing, but they're not entirely stupid. They are business people and they worship money. That's what they're after. They, they worship money. And I kind of just look at it like, you know, there was so many people dying and obviously that number has just increased with the amount of fentanyl, but the explosion of meth, I think maybe they looked at it like, we don't want to kill all of our clients. So maybe, you know, they they... The uptick of meth that came into this country was was massive and has continued to be. And it's just pouring in in so many places. And, and one of the the scary things, the, just the crazy things I was telling you before we started recording, you know, I don't think I would have lived, you know, in my addiction for for 13 years. And by the grace of God, it's been over 12 years now. I've been living living with with Jesus. And I don't think I would have lived with the drugs that are on the street these days because you don't even know what you're getting. You have no idea what you're getting and the idea that they're putting fentanyl in literally everything, man, that's, that's, that's scary thought. That's that, that, that's a crazy, that's a crazy reality right there. And I'm sure it has done nothing but just massive uptick in what it is you guys do and trying to detect what's really going on in the body and what's causing this uh, overdose or psychosis
1: or whatever that's going on. Yeah, it's it's been very challenging. Um, you know, these patients that come into the emergency department and end up in the intensive care unit, they essentially have fried their neurocircuitry. Um their the nervous system is so hyperactive that uh they a lot of them have seizures and and have fried their brain. Um now, top- sorry
0: to interrupt you. The the frying of the neurocircuitry you're talking about, would this be what like psychosis would be?
1: Um, little little before psychosis, I'm uh, or, or, sorry, little after psychosis. Uh, psychosis occurs in the immediate phase of the ingestion where there's high levels of dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, all of these neurotransmitters that get the body naturally ready to either fight or flight are okay. enhanced. Uh, and that enhancement is this, this high, right? And, and, and you're, and you're running on that, you know? So, uh, but there's always a, a, uh, uh, some there's, 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 there's a catch to it all, right? It just, this not come for free. You know, our body's not meant to, to have that surge to, at one point, uh, it's, it's supposed to be very systematic on how, uh, you use these neurotransmitters. Sure. If a bear is coming at you, you better be using yeah. every you have to run away. <laughs> that adrenaline is there for your benefit in that situation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, people that uh, use these kinds of drugs don't always generally live a healthy lifestyle. So they usually have other things that block the flow of blood in their in their blood vessels. So there's usually blockages with uh, narrowing that occurs so when a, when someone takes a drug like this it, it it narrows that blood vessel even more so the lack of oxygen to your brain to vital organs your heart your kidneys they they go down uh, and uh, subsequently you get uh, either a stroke or a heart attack you get seizures um, you you uh, potentially could aspirate and not protect your airway and you end up on a ventilator, you know, it, usually what happens to to people that overdose in a very severe fashion and, uh, and you're right, these drug cartels, they have no mercy. They, they no. want to get, they want to get money, you know, so they'll, they'll do whatever it takes to, to, to create an addictive drug, you know, by, by definition it's, it's, it's a drug. So it's, addictive most likely if it's coming from these sources right so um fentanyl um other other agents people have used like synthetic drugs synthetic um uh, things to enhance their experiences you know it's all fun and games until it's not anymore and uh, fortunately uh when reality kicks in when that high is over uh, the 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 new reality is a a a dark alternate from their previous reality
0: yeah, man, I can uh, I can relate to that by firsthand experience. I, meth was never really my my thing. I, I I never really uh, got into meth, but with with various other drugs, I can relate to that through experience and uh, witnessing it. And now, what I do, coaching and helping people get into treatment, it's a uh, it's very true, man. The body is not created to live that way. It's just not created to live that way. I, I'm curious about something you you mentioned that there's been an uptick in overdoses on meth and that's something that's not very common from my understanding um from years prior my or maybe it is and i'm misunderstanding it but my question i suppose is is the mixture of fentanyl in the meth is that causing more of the meth overdoses or is
1: meth overdose something that happens regularly and i'm misunderstanding it Yeah, we usually, when they add uh, an additional drug, it enhances that experience. And um, most people have have usually mixed it with an upper and a downer, uh, Mm. such as it's that combination. It's it's the ones that come in for overdose, uh, have usually another secondary drug in their system. Uh, And, uh, you know, just with any drug, um, normal levels. You may get away with it, but at super toxic levels, super therapeutic levels, uh, you know, you're, you're subject to a lot of the overdose uh, side effects. And if you're unfortunate uh, to, to happen to have one, then you, you you're in deep trouble, you know, uh, and your life is hanging on the line. Um, but, but you're right. It's mostly, mostly seen with multiple, multiple medications or multiple drugs together
0: oh it's crazy man i'm i'm just grateful god got me out of it and that the the reality of the drug scene out there these days is it's just wild man it's it's just like the wild west out there it really is man it's 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 frightening yeah
1: and and you know and the number of alcohol related diseases have also gone up too and yeah. I have several patients that come in that are young in their thirties, forties that have cirrhotic livers, um, from wow. acute alcohol ingestion for, for, a, a period of time. Uh, they, they ingest large quantities of alcohol, um, but in a chronic fashion, and then their livers get, uh, um, they, they get scarred and dysfunctional and, you know, young people, which, which, you used to think that it happened in 50s, 60s, 70s, uh, but we're seeing it younger now, uh, you know? So it, it tells you that the number of drinks people are also having in an uncontrolled fashion are have have, have gone up by, by large amounts, you know? And um, it's unfortunate because once your liver goes, man, that is a painful way, a painful way to live. Um, you know, your, your your liver is like, like functions like the garbage center it, it collects all the, the the garbage and things from the blood uh, and detoxifies it takes care of the byproducts of the pills and the drugs that you take you know cleans everything up uh, if that gets dysfunctional or you're you're in trouble you know it, it yeah you get you, it's a bad way to to live
0: Wow. and i've, I've seen that uh, i've seen tons of headlines about it, um, and even when I worked, uh, I worked in an inpatient treatment center uh, for a little period of time, uh, about nine months, and alcohol was still the number one thing that people came in for, and alcohol, it, it, it is a drug. A lot of people don't view it that way because it's legal, it's socially acceptable, it's, and many people can manage it and have a couple of drinks, and even, you know, where I'm at with what I've been through and the work I do. It, I'm not here to tell anyone they need to stop drinking if they can go out and have a glass of wine or something. The problem sure. comes in is when it's completely uncontrollable. And I learned something, um, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but the word alcohol is an Arabic word. It, 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 it's the word al al-cool. And it's where we, we get our English word for ghouls, ghouls and goblins, ghoul from that Arabic word. And the literal definition of the word and its origin means a flesh eating spirit. It's wow. literally what it means. And it's why we still call it spirits today. You'll still see, you know, above gas stations and whatnot, um, spirits. And it makes so much sense. I have a friend who's, a um, pharmacist of 25 years and has studied a lot of the drugs and effects they have on the body and whatnot. And he says, overall, alcohol still is the most damaging because it literally eats away at your entire body. It's why your skin starts to turn yellow with prolonged alcoholism.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, oh man, you know, um, I I did my uh, critical care training, pulmonary and critical care training at the University of Southern California. Uh, and uh, the hospital, the Keck Medical Center in, in East Los Angeles, it's a transplant hospital. Uh, and so we had to take care of liver uh, uh, patients with end-stage liver disease who are on the uh, floor awaiting a liver transplant. And, and, and they're jaundiced, which is what you described as uh, yellow skin, yellow eyes. Uh, their blood is very thin their platelets the 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 little cells inside our body that help clump and stop bleeding from uh, worsening uh, their platelets are low their protein is low they're not able to to uh, uh, fight off infection their kidneys are bad most of them you know and and, it, and it's just a, a horrible horrible situation for them to be in uh, all because of, a dependence—it's uh, a disease. It's—it's it's once once you build a dependence to something, it's hard to break that cycle, uh, and you—that's why God is so important in our lives. We, we are—we're addictive creatures. We're addictive personalities as part of uh, adaptive situations to to adapt into a situation. Right? Eventually, why do you adapt to create a? A, a smooth, seamless situation so we don't have to think too much to, to do something. Uh, and drinking is the same way. you know once you uh, is okay to have a drink or drink or two to after a busy day if you want to have a glass of wine' uh, is perfectly fine. Uh, but once you get into excess amounts to really control the high levels of anxiety that your work or the situ- your, your personal situation may bring, that becomes abnormal because now you're using it as a drug to suppress a a feeling, right? And rather than to deal with the the situation in a head on way, uh, you know, and that's, this is why you need God. This is why you need Jesus in your life for these reasons where he tells us that, hey, seek truth in me, you know, seek truth in me. And all your work, uh, earthly things will—you will, won't need. You won't need any of those things, you know. It's—it's—it's um, it's, it's very powerful when you see somebody at the end of life, uh, and what they say, what they feel, uh, uh, the messages that they have to do to 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 speak in order to pass on to the next generation. And uh, is powerful, man. Most people will say. You know, I, I I I wish I never got into this kind of dependence, this situation. Um, I wish somebody gave me help. I wish somebody uh, advised me that this was going to happen. You know, um, and uh, yeah, by then it's for most, it's too late. Wow, it's true, man. It's very true.
0: Let me ask you this. You know, obviously, you want to get into this at six years old and help people get healed. Your goal from the beginning, uh, you know, is the desire to want to see people get better. How, how different is your approach helping a sick person in the ER, uh, ICU, um, with a kingdom perspective, with a godly perspective? How much do you feel it changes your approach and how it is you you interact with these people in there?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um every patient you have to to look at it, you have to, to connect with them at at the level of the soul, uh, which is the center of, of, of our of our body, you know, and then that's that's where the we get our energy from. Um to to connect with somebody at that level means you're equal with them. Um and when you I connect that yeah, when when you connect with them at that level. Then you bring forth all the knowledge that you have uh, and in an attempt to, to try to provide a healing and, so, and uh, being whole again to this person that you're, you're um, taking care of. You know, I, I try to bring that um, every day when I see my patients. Um, and it's more of a way of living, um, you know, all, whether it's work or at home. You, you, you try to live in a way that um, uh, that the judge who's going to judge you is going to say, okay, you, you're doing everything you can to help this person in, in the right way. And the things that you don't know, you're seeking to get that knowledge uh, and to help. Uh, and uh, that's, that's, that's what I bring forth every day to, to somebody I see that's on a ventilator or uh, that is very ill, that need help, or just need help in general. Um, you know, I, I try to look at them. Is this my father? Is this is my mother. Is this is my brother. Is this is my sister. Um, you know, and uh, and that stems from my faith, uh, and and that's why I'm the older that I get, I'm, I'm, I get the more deep and rooted in my faith that I get, uh, uh, because. The opposite is is just leads to a a reality that is uh, disgruntled, uh, highly anxious, uh, and just non-productive. Um, you know how how could I help others if I am a wreck myself? Uh, that, that help will never be truthful. Um, you know, so uh, that's that's why I, I, I lean on. Faith to carry me more than anything, and uh, that gives me the strength to to seek see truth in in the healing that I bring.
0: I love that, man i I couldn't agree more, you know um, doing life coaching, you know sober coaching the stuff that I do i I people ask me like, so what's your approach? How do you do it? like what's your format and everything? and and I definitely have you know anyone that's worked with me, it's listening knows I have some different um, things that I definitely instill in people's lives and tools that I you know, am working towards and principles and disciplines to to help people begin to shift mindsets and habits. But I always start with this. I say there has to be a heart connection. There has to be a relational connection. Now somebody that is 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 hurting, that's in that space, if if I'm going to help them, I need access to their heart. If they're not, if they're not going to be honest with me and give me access to their heart, I'm going to have very limited Ability to help them. And I've just found, you know, exactly what you said. It's another person. I need to just connect with them on a heart level, connect with them as they, you are a person, you are valuable, um, you have a purpose and a destiny over your life. Uh, I'm not going to treat you according to the problem. I'm going to, we're not going to pretend the problem's not there. That'd be foolish, but I'm not going to treat, I'm going to treat you according to how God sees you and I'm going to love you for your value in Him. And I've found that just. It people drop their barriers that they, they, they drop the wall that they've built around their heart and this, you know, skill, this um, detrimental skill set, but this skill set that they've acquired for years to keep people at bay because they're in so much pain internally. Well, I've just found we treat people as if they have value and love them, regardless of the situation they're in, they'll open up, they'll open up their heart in that place. And that's where some real healing can begin because God needs to get into the heart.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and, and the best way for, for that is uh, to again, <laughs> if we're trying to seek purpose in our life, uh, then, uh, I would suggest to seek truth, uh, in life, uh, you know, uh, and it, it's wanting to seek that, uh, and, um, you know, once you, once you have that thought, the very next second, God is in your heart, you know, Jesus is in your heart. Uh, and, um, you know, it, it automatically creates a situation for you to, whatever you're facing, it's just a little lighter, you know, just a little better. Uh, but when you deep, really dig in deep, and look further, she realizes a lot better. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and that's it, you know, um, your, your problems in this world, we're going to have, you know, <laughs> but remember what he said, uh, be brave. I've defeated the world. Yeah, man. There's, 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 there's nothing you need to be afraid of. Uh, be brave, you know, be brave in what we do, be brave in who we are, uh, be brave in the challenges we face, uh, you know, Uh, not in its mouth, man. (laughs) That's, we have the power. We have, we have the presence. So use that, uh, and know that, um, and our problems will be that much, that much, uh, smaller to us. And, you know, the times that we're living in, if we could get our problems to be a little smaller, uh, a little better, man, oh man, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, it's worth it. And, uh, depending on who you speak to and the perspective that they that they have or they see, uh, they will pay any amount of money to get that, you know, and, and most will say it's not even worth any amount of money. <laughs> it's a priceless thing to have. Yes, it is. Priceless and it's free.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. You know, I, I love it. You keep, you keep mentioning truth and I love that. Um, my, my business is called Recovering Reality. Called it that because Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and and the life. And if if you look that word truth up in the Greek, which New Testament is translated from Greek, the Old Testament, Hebrew, if you look that word uh, truth up in the Greek, it's it's the, the Greek word for reality. So that's why I named my business Recovering Reality, because when truth begins, when the reality of Jesus and who he is begins to set up camp in someone's heart. That's, that's freedom. It's truth that sets you free. Jesus is truth. And when you begin to really understand his way of living and operate from a place of his presence from the inside out, uh, it's it's real freedom, man. It's real freedom.
1: Yeah. You know, once, once you get a taste of what freedom is, man, oh man, you, you don't want to go back. You don't want to go back. And, you know, we are, we are blessed we are blessed to be in the land of the free, my friend. Uh, you know there's a reason why it's the land of the free and the home of the brave, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, we are we are blessed. This is God's land that we're on, uh, because in the United States of America, you have the ability once you're born to to have all the God-given freedoms. God given freedoms. This is that's why this country is so beautiful. And uh there are, are men and women that protect and preserve the integrity of that process of, of, of our rights, you know. And uh it's beautiful, man. Um we're we're very special privileged people in this world, uh, you know. Um, and and that's why we cannot forget. Uh, the the role, the importance of God in in us and in our family and in society, and in our nation. You know, we never we can never forget that uh, because our founding fathers based the Constitution on these principles. You know, I'll tell you Thomas Jefferson, uh, Alexander Hamilton, uh, George Washington, Franklin. These, all of them, Paul would <laughs> be all the signers, John
0: Hancock. You go down the list, man. Yep.
1: They 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 had the spirit with them when they wrote this. You know, how can something that can predict hundreds of years into the future uh, to be to 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 be true, uh, uh, to be exactly what it is, and to exactly what we follow, right? Uh, it it's, has to be the word coming from God and in written format to how to live. You know that's that's why we're special here in, in, in our country.
0: It's the truth, man. I tell people, you know, if you're born in America, you pretty much won the lottery, and it and it, it blows my mind, um, and and hurts my heart that, to hear people that that really dislike America, hate of America. To be honest, I, I just don't I don't get it. I, I really don't. Um, and I and I found a lot of people that have that that stance. They've never really been anywhere else. <laughs> They've never lived in another country that really does not have freedom, and I haven't lived anywhere. But I spent a lot of time in Mexico. A lot of, for two years, I was down there all the time. And you don't need to go far. I was in San Diego, and I just um, it confuses me, man. I understand how people could could have a veil over their eyes as to the blessings we live in, but uh, I couldn't agree more, man. I couldn't agree more. This is a this is a blessed nation. There's still um, much to fight for, uh, but. Uh, this nation, we are blessed in this nation. Absolutely, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, our 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 pledge in everything that we that we commit to as a country, we're thanking God. Uh, you know, we can never forget that. We can never forget that uh, e aspect of of us uh, as Americans and as citizens of the world. You know. Uh, and uh, some some will say to remove God, uh, but that's a that's a grave mistake doing that. Uh, that is very,
0: very foolish. Very just foolish.
1: just study history. Period. Just study history. Study
0: history. Study the Bible and see how that worked for civilizations. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Why did why did the uh, leave England, you know, to, to get away from partly to get away from religious tyranny. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to be free people, um, and to, to exercise our God-given rights. Um, you know, so, so there's truth in all of that. Um, and we're, we're blessed as a country, uh, to, to, to be witnesses of that, to, uh, to live a life and just, just look outside. I mean, Mexico. You could look look at look at look at countries in 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 like Middle East, uh, Asia, um, you know, Africa. The, Africa, anywhere else really. But here, yeah. Look, in, in, you're you're held by um, either a a, a um, socio economic status that you were. Born into and you could never get out of because of that reason, uh, because of that status you were into, uh, or be based on your 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 skin color, you're uh, given certain rights. You know, this is the only country in the world where uh, our constitution protects us from these kinds of things, and we are. It, it is. It's you know you 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 have a talent, you showcase your talent, uh, and that's the opportunity. You know, so that's why it's a land of opportunity. You maximize on your God-given talents here. And, 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 and our rules protect us and say, hey, showcase your talents. <laughs> you know, this, this is what this is what America's about. And, uh, and we can never forget that, man. Uh, and there's a lot of people, a lot of men and women in, in, in the military that preserve and protect this value. Uh, you know, and it's not about money that they're doing it. They're doing it for the, the absolute truth and all that to preserve what is American.
0: Oh, I love it, man. We got off on a tangent, but that was a much needed good one, especially for what's going on in the world right now. Uh, I appreciate you bringing that up, man. Uh, and, and we could probably talk about that for a very long time. <laughs> let me, let me ask you this, man, as we, as we wrap up here. Um. As medical professional, uh, a very good one, uh, and it's a very niche, obviously, a niche space there. Uh, somebody who comes in and has just uh, overdosed, uh, is really struggling with the alcohol or the drug, you know, we'll, we'll make it specific to that. But what, obviously, the spiritual side of um, encouraging them to, to seek out a relationship with God. But on the physical side as well, what's some of the advice you would give someone that just had the overdose, is the body's falling apart on them? Like what's some of the basic fundamentals they really need to get back in their life to really see their health recover?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, spirituality and family support, I would say is the most important. Um, Absolutely, man. And and, and these two... Points uh, really bring a lot of healing to one's life, um, and if the if the family support is in their friends, uh, you know, good some friend, sort of healthy community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, some community that you could talk to to be part of uh, that share values uh, like you, um, but the values that that you have um, check over with the spiritual side of you and to see if, make sure that these values are, are synchronous with each other. Right. Uh, and, and that's so important uh, that, that brings a lot of healing in itself. Um, but I, I will tell you that out outside of that, some of the basic things that, you know, everything you need to, to know in life, you learned in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> Is My son's that- in kindergarten right now, so he's learning it. <laughs> is that simple man uh you what did you learn in kindergarten you, you you ate when you were hungry and you played outside uh and you had a lot of fun playing outside and and you were taught to be polite and treat each other with manners right get okay. enough sleep take your vitamins mm-hmm. and there you go you know uh, honestly exercise getting physical. See, a lot of times we have pent up energy inside of us and that energy, if it's not utilized in work format, it it builds up inside you and and it creates more havoc inside you with your stress levels of cortisol, adrenaline, all your hormones just go, it it goes out of whack to, 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 to be clear, you know, and to rebalance that you have to get back into a a physical uh, uh, activity for your body, Um, whether it's uh, physical labor, whether it's uh, running. um, You know, I I run trails. I run, uh, I do a lot of sprints uh, to get a lot of pent up energy that may have handling certain stressful situations. And what that does is creates a sense of calm in me. Uh, and I could redirect my focus that I have in my mind and redirect it in a, in, in a way that's productive now rather than chaotic. Um, you know, so I, I think exercise is so important and, and, uh, simple things like, you know, eat well, <laughs> eat your vegetables. <laughs> it, it, you know, it sounds corny, but look, it's the truth, man. Um, you know, eat a lot of greens. Uh, it has a lot of antioxidants and nutrients in it that, that we, we usually, we, we take for granted, man. And uh, you know, I would tell you it it's, it's wanting to, it's, it's simple as wanting to, to number one, love yourself. You know, when you, when you say, Hey, you know what? I have to pay attention to me. I have to want to love me because God loves me. So I need to love me before I can love somebody else. So when when you take that first initiative, all of these things will come to your mind naturally because you pay attention to what makes you feel good and what doesn't, what's toxic in your life and what's not, you know? Um, Yeah, it's powerful, man. Like if you hang out with a bunch of people that are doing the same thing, that got you in trouble the first time well the chances if you go back to these people again you're going to get in trouble probably once again with the same situation so you know it's figuring out what is working in your life by finding who your environment what your environment is the people in your environment you know how how active you are all these makes makes a difference you know and 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 getting back to scripture uh, and the kingdom Jesus says, you don't, nobody puts their hand on a plow and looks back, you know, and and, and those that that do are not worthy of the kingdom, right? Uh, It's hard work, but I'll tell you, the fruits of that labor are worthwhile (laughs) and blow your mind away, you know? So, so it's tough. It's a very tough situation to be in, but, but we know, we have to know that God is with us, uh, and he will provide us that crutch uh, and uh, live in our life with blind faith and carrying uh, these things. Will, you, you, you'll, you'll get the answers, uh, you know, Eric, um, and, and to all the viewers, you know, you, you'll get the answers. It's you got to earnestly want to seek that uh, and, and it will be given to you.
0: It's good, man. This is really good. We could keep talking for a long time about about a lot of things <laughs> i'll just say this as we wrap up i love that you emphasize family and and community it's of the utmost importance you know there's that age-old saying. you know you you show me your friends i'll tell you your future you know wh- who it is that we're around is 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 extremely important for me i moved states moved to a completely different state and surrounded myself around a recovery community and it's true Uh, God just used it to transform my life in in so many ways, just, just completely being around completely different people was, was vital for me and my recovery. So I, I love that you mentioned that. And just, it's, it's the basics, you know, I, I love, you know, I'm sitting here looking at you and you got your degrees on the wall behind you and you're working two hospitals and, you you know, right in the heart of it in LA. And it's like, your response is, well, they taught you all of it in kindergarten. (laughs) so simple. (laughs) You know, and the simplicity of it, but it's so true and it's so powerful, man, to be around good people, seek God, go to sleep, man, get some exercise and just pay attention to what you're eating. And it's not a magic trick that happens overnight, but you will see it. It will, your life will begin to be transformed and it will increase that and transformation will increase as you continue to lean into the new lifestyle. Yeah. yeah.
1: And 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 I'll tell you, there's going to be challenges, you know. And uh, there's a, there's 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 something really cool uh, that I've been uh, uh, talking to my children uh, about. I, I have two two uh, young children, eleven uh, year old daughter Liliana and uh, seven year old son Luke. Uh, and you know, I, and, my son's and, name is Lucas. Yeah, man, powerful name, <laughs> you know. Yep. Uh, and. You know, with with children, they they go through these challenges, right? Where they're faced with uh, sometimes situations that could create a negative response, a negative thought, a negative uh, uh, feedbacks uh, stimulation from the environment. You know, and, and and I was, and I tell them this: Look, don't let negative thoughts enter your mind stop, stop negative thoughts, you know, and, uh, somebody, somebody uh, famous, uh, uh and, and I'll mention his name, Jim quick. Uh, he's a, he's a, uh, a guy that, that had a traumatic brain injury at, as a child one, uh, and now has uh, recovered and is helping people how to use their brains better. And one of the things that he, uh, says is, don't let ants in your nose crawl up your nose, you know? And at first you're like ants, what, 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 what does ants have anything to do with it? Uh, ants are automatic negative thoughts. Mm. Uh, so I, I described this to my, to my children. Hey, I see ants crawling up your nose and they have taken hostage of your brain. What are you going to do about it? You know, and immediately they'll say, whoa, I am not going to allow any more negative uh, thoughts that come in my mind. And Oh, and it's that simple, man. It's that simple. It's stopping that from even entering into the mind will be a big relief. And then allowing God to enter into your mind. Wow. what You're replacing a negative with something amazing, right? Uh, and you'll see, you'll see a transformation happen in your life uh, like like you've never seen before.
0: Oh, it's great, man. That's a good spot to end that's that's good man it's and it's true what you're saying uh the bible talks about it as being strongholds in our thinking and tear those down right you could say it like the replace the lie with truth uh but i love that analogy man ants in your nose <laughs> look uh joe i i can't thank you enough man i really appreciate you taking the time coming on and uh Sharon, your point of view and some of your journey with uh, with myself and the viewers.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure, Eric, and uh, you know to I hope the viewers got uh, a chance to hear uh, the, the the truth here today, and um, you know to all these people that are going through the struggles of this pandemic. You know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a light, uh, and I, I tell you to seek that light. Um, and your your journey uh, and your situation will become that much lighter. so so thank thank you very much for for allowing me to be here.: Absolutely, man.
0: Thank you. And, uh, it's a good way to put it. That light at the end of the tunnel. Oh. light, that light could be Jesus. We're looking for the right one. Amen. Appreciate you, man. And thank you guys, our viewers, for joining us on another episode here on the Recovering Reality Podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Recovering Reality Podcast. If you're looking for more recovery resources to help you in your journey, you can access our YouTube channel, a free ebook, our podcast and blogs through recoveringreality.com. You can also connect with us about recovery coaching, sober companionship or interventions. And if you're looking for treatment for you or a loved one, You can reach out to a very well-respected treatment center called Banyan Treatment Centers at 866-942-8154.